Welcome to That's My Personal Business, where we are pulling back the curtain on all things personal, all things business, and all things in between. Every Monday, we're hopping into your headphones to help you skip the learning curve by hearing from industry professionals, including myself. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach who now gets to lead hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building lives of artistic growth, wealth, and freedom. And now it's time for you to do the same. Hello, hello, you guys. How are you? Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I'm so excited to have you here. It has been a week and I won't take up too much time because this is a guest episode, but it has been a crazy week. For those of you that follow along on Instagram, you probably saw that amidst the big, gigantic, horrible heat wave that came into New York, my AC broke. And so it was 100 degrees in my apartment because I live on the top floor and it's an old building. And it turns out that it wasn't my AC. It was the wiring in this apartment because then it started killing all of my fans. And I can't tell you the level of defeated that you reach when after like two months of just hectic, crazy, horrible things happening, you are walking to Target at 10 p.m. in the stinky, sweaty, trash juice filled air of New York City in the 90 degree heat, buying more fans just to get home and have them break immediately. Like it was a lot. I truly I felt like a pioneer. <laughs> like, Sorry, maybe that's insensitive, but I truly, this was quite a trial of a week. I now have AC. I feel like a new human. I've not, like, I've been in hot yoga studios that were cooler than my apartment over this last week. So it was a lot. For those of you that also don't know, like, I don't have family here. My family's all on the West Coast. So, like, it's just, it, it was a real, it was a real moment. So I'm, today I'm feeling grateful for AC, modern technology, having you here. We also last week launched the new website, which I'm like stupid, dumb, dumb, giddy about. I really wanted to design a website. That one was like completely unique. I knew I wanted to build it myself um, because for those of you that don't know, we do a lot of like SEO optimization and web design over at my agency, Amara. And so I was like, okay, time to finally do mine. And I really wanted it to read like a magazine because I pull so much inspiration from like going through old magazines, modern magazines, photography type magazines. And so I really wanted it to read like a magazine, which is something that I haven't really seen much in the industry, let alone like templates. And I'm just, I'm so happy with how it turned out. So I'd love for you to go look. Obviously we have freebies, podcast, like so many good things that are even just linked in the show notes for you, but come take a scroll. I love her. I'm so proud of her. So excited. We did a little giveaway so excited about that. All of you who are entering right now have been so sweet. And it's officially the second week in September, which means Becoming is back. Becoming is our nine to 12 month one-on-one coaching program. It's one of the few ways that you can work with me one-on-one. We like only offer Becoming and VIP days throughout the year, really. And Becoming, I only take on a few clients per year. Um, It's such an intensive program and we see like literal miraculous growth and changes in it and it's just literally one of the most fulfilling parts of my life we've had girls completely book out their calendars quadruple their rates start taking vacations like it's it's just such a miraculous program but I'm always upfront with people I'm like this is not for everyone this is for people who are willing to work really hard and implement what I tell them to implement it is very much both of us coming to the table and working really hard on your business so I'm so excited to announce that it's back we only open up doors twice a year and we sell out every single time. So if you are interested in up leveling your business and like truly taking it to the next step, scaling, building out your systems, your oh 
overhead, your back end workflows, like literally everything you could possibly work on. That's what we take care of during Becoming. You get access to every single Eden Strader resource we have online. You get unlimited Marco Polo access. If that all piques your interest, We'll leave, the sh- we'll leave the application for you in the bio. We always hop on a consultation call, not a sales call, a consultation call before you can sign and pay anything because I want to make sure that we're a good fit. Like we are going to be together for nine to 12 months, which is a really long time. So I'm incredibly excited. We have had some absolutely phenomenal women and business owners in this last round. So I'm so excited it's back. It's going to be amazing. So come apply, fill out an application. Let's hop on a call. Becoming is open for application and it's in the show notes. Okay. I think that's, I think that's everything for our catch-ups, you guys. Let's talk about today's episode because it is the second episode in this month's series of up-leveling your business like a CEO level. And I'm incredibly excited about today's topic. We are hearing from the incredible Dawn and she, one is just such a badass and such a powerhouse, but she is talking about a subject that is so needed for everyone, regardless of what you do, even if you're not a creative, you're listening to this for shits and giggles, which I doubt, but if you are, wow, love you. Um, Like this is a topic that is applicable to literally everyone and their mom, and that is passive income. That is side income. And that is something that I will preach until the cows come home that everyone needs to be thinking about because whether it's the economy, whether it's weird times, maybe you get injured, maybe you have a baby, you have to take some time off. There's going to be a time where like you can't and shouldn't be just trading your time and energy for money, like for a dollar bill. You should have avenues of earning and money, even if it's on the smaller end passively. And so I'm so excited to have Dawn in here talking to us about passive income, how to get started, where to get started, what to do, all of that good stuff. So we will obviously link all of her information for you in the show notes, but let's dive into this episode. It's absolutely magical. Make sure that you subscribe, leave us a review, share this on your stories if you find it helpful so that we can get the word out and let's go. Let's hear from Dawn. Hello, you guys. Welcome to the podcast and welcome Dawn. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so stoked. Um, For those who do not yet know the incredible famed Don Charles, will you please introduce yourself? <laughs> oh my gosh. So sweet. Um, I'm Don, and I was a wedding photographer for 10-ish years, um, started in Southern California and then moved my business to Oregon and then after I started having kids, slowly transitioned into education and still doing shooting. And then now I'm full-time education, offering courses and presets and online resources for other photographers. Amazing. How, when did you make that transition? First, like kind of step into it, I guess my main step, because I was offering mentor sessions and like doing workshops and stuff in probably 2015, 2016. And then launched my first digital product, which was my first preset pack in 2016. And then it kind of evolved from there, but I didn't go full time into education until two summers ago. So 2021. And then I took one friend's wedding last summer. So kind of (laughs) still hanging on to a little bit, but Mm -hmm. yeah, about two years ago. Oh my gosh. I have been having a lot of conversations lately, specifically on the podcast about how like little resources there were back in like 2015, 2016. So I'm like, you were probably one of the first people to start offering that. That was a big thing. Yeah. I was just talking to someone else about this on a podcast the other day. And 
she was like, how do you think it was so successful? And I'm like, honestly, I think, cause I was one of the very few people doing it. Like when I first started photography, there were like Visco presets and like Mastin labs and that's it. Like there was nothing else. And so I think just being one of the first, I just came in at a good time and it just like, I wasn't working against such a saturated market. So I think it helped kind of that I didn't have a lot of competition, but also establish myself as like a industry leader in the education space a little bit. Yeah. How did you start? Like, how did you even know to start offering presets? Were you getting asked a lot? Like, what was that transition like? Um, I was getting asked a lot about my editing and I don't even, I think that, do you remember like tribe archipelago? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Where they, like, they were kind of the first years. Yeah. Same. They were kind of the first to like start offering presets of other photographers, not just like a preset company. And I think I remember it was so long ago, probably like 2015 or something, but I'm pretty sure they reached out to me asking if I would be interested in being one of the like photographers, but then they were like, I think actually like we're trying to diversify our portfolio more and your style is kind of similar to like one of the styles that we already offer. So like, and then they were telling me about like the breakdown of, you know, like commission and stuff. And I was like, I don't know, like, I feel like I could just do this myself and not have to give over 60% of it. And I was getting asked so much and I was offering mentor sessions at the time. And a lot of the questions in those sessions was about editing and editing was kind of where I like nerded out in college. Cause I went to school for photography. And so I just remember spending hours and hours and hours, like after school, just messing around in Lightroom and because I was never fully satisfied with the presets that I had bought. So I would pull up images next to mine and study them and be like, how do they get their greens to look like this? How do they get their skin tones to look like this? And I would just play around with all the sliders until I could figure out how to like match certain things, just kind of like for the sake of education. Cause I wasn't really shooting full-time as like a business at that point, but I just was curious, like, how do people achieve these different looks? And so really like spent a lot of time with it and then started developing presets of my own. And that's like, I think because my work was different. And at that time, like so many, (laughs) we're just basing everything off of these, like very few presets that were available. So anything that branched off of that was probably noticed more back then and yeah, got asked about it. And then I was like, I could just sell these. And I thought, maybe I'll sell a hundred packs and that would be great. (laughs) There's like a little bit of extra cash. And then somehow they took off and are still like one of my biggest sources of income. So gosh, amazing. Um, that's like so cool to hear too, that it's been something you've been able to like consistently keep up for that long. Cause yeah, it's been the space. I feel like the education space right now is what the wedding industry was a few years ago, where it's just like booming really, yeah. really quickly. Um, so let's talk a little about like bringing in things like that passive income or just like adding in more revenue streams, which I know is something you're really passionate about. And I love talking about, mm-hmm. um, I think one of people's biggest objections, if not like fears right now is, you know, 
the oversaturation, quote unquote, like the amount of people trying to sell things or, you know, sell their presets or whatever it may be. Um, what's kind of like the first piece of advice you have for photographers and creatives when they're wanting to start dipping their toe into passive income? I think there's a few things that I would recommend at the beginning. The first thing, just like encouragement for if you feel like you can't make it because it's too saturated is just to encourage people that they have a unique perspective and a unique voice and a unique brand and to like really lean into what sets them apart. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it is true that like everyone is going to bring their own spin to something. And there are certain people that I follow. And if one of them offered a course on the same topic as someone else, it like someone else, I would be more inclined to purchase from one over the other because there's going to be like more of a connection there, or I followed them longer or trust what they say or like their style, but there's always going to be people that want to hear specifically from you. So I think keeping that in mind and really being introspective about what makes you different and what have you maybe not even realized is different about your brand, but you can kind of draw out and emphasize in your branding and making sure your visual brand represents that. And then also just making sure that they are listening to their audience and going into it for the right reasons and with the right like mindset and goal. Because I think if you're just going into that space just to create extra money, but you don't actually care about serving people or educating, or it doesn't come naturally to you to be teaching and it just kind of feels like, well, this is the next step, or I want to find more ways to create money and, you know, earn more. I think there are definitely ways to create passive income that don't involve teaching. There are. And so if you're going into the education space to truly like educate people, I think that it's important to just make sure that that's something you are passionate about and then that you are truly listening to what your audience needs because that's what's going to click and work and sell. But if you're just kind of creating something just because it's a quick fix or easy to do, then it's not necessarily going to resonate with the people that are following you. Yeah. Oh, I love to hear that. Cause I'm like, I have so many opinions <laughs> on getting into the <laughs> education space, just cause like you said, it's, it's not something that you should go into just for the money. I think of it like weddings. It's like, you need to love them. You need to be obsessed with them. You need to have like your whole heart in them. Otherwise there's other places to do things. Like there's no reason to involve yourself in a space that you don't truly have the heart for. So let's say we're talking to a demographic of people that are like, I, I don't want to teach. Like it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. How can they start looking to diversify their income? There's so many ways that you can, I mean, you can start getting more income from like album sales or print sales from your gallery and just put work into promoting those. You can start like gathering affiliate links and representing brands and creating content for brands, um, which I know not all of this is completely passive, but just other streams of income that you can use to just kind of have more of a security met and to not just rely on like trading hours for dollars. So finding ways to, if you're already talking about your gear or you're showing lifestyle stuff, 
have an Amazon storefront where you can share that affiliate link. And that's so easy. And it's something you're already talking about. And you're not necessarily like, I'm an educator or I'm an influencer. It can be an organic way to just kind of create a little extra money there or sell or uh, sharing your like referral links for different softwares you use like HoneyBook or Flowdesk, mm-hmm. um, even just blogging and sharing thoughts about whatever. It could be more like a journal entry and it doesn't have to necessarily be like, I'm an educator and I'm teaching you something. It could be just sharing experiences where you're sharing resources that have been helpful to you or links to things um, that can ultimately promote you know, yourself in other ways or bring in extra income. Absolutely. I, so funny. You mentioned the Amazon storefront. I was just talking to my friend about that, like last night, because one, it's, it's very easy to get approved. Um, and even that's something right. That like, we recommend things on Amazon to people all the time, just as people like that has nothing to do with even being a wedding photographer, but like how many times have you made those recommendations? Or like you said, doing affiliate links for things that like you naturally already pay for like we use tailwind and love tailwind um and so it's like i talk about tailwind all the time i also obviously like have it linked in our pinterest resources but it's like we very rarely have to pay for tailwind because so many people use that affiliate link and at the end of the day even though that's not cash maybe directly in my pocket it's cash not coming out of it and like that's still money for me (laughs) right totally yeah it's been so crazy to see just like HoneyBook and Flowdesk, HoneyBook especially, like I just have that link, that referral link placed randomly throughout different blog posts or different resources and like freebies I offer. And I have made like well over, like I think it's in the like 20,000s from referral, just that link. And I'm not even like working hard to promote it. It's just, I organically share about it because it's something I truly do use for so much of my business and people ask about it, but I'm not like every month creating a video on Instagram stories where I'm like pushing it. It's just, it comes up naturally in blog posts about client management or about like creating systems and automations. So it seems like a natural place to share that. And now those are just living on the internet forever. And like, creating income for me when I'm not even having to do anything or even think about it. Yeah. And that's truly, I think affiliate selling things that you're genuinely obsessed with. I think like affiliate selling when you're going to do, you know, active work to be promoting something that is little less passive, but like being able to just have links for things that you truly are just obsessed with and you recommend to everyone, like that really does add up so quickly. Um, even just going back to Amazon storefront, I'm like, we usually get in at least like a couple hundred dollars a month just on random yeah. stuff that we don't even mention. It's just from them going through our courses and like buying gear off of them. Um, but that adds up pretty quickly. Right. Totally. Yeah. It's like you're getting everything you buy on Amazon for trade. Basically. Yeah, no, like- literally. Um, so for people who are wanting to, like you said, just kind of like diversify the amount of places that they pull money from, um, you know, a lot of people can have a lot of nervousness around even selling their own products and things and like don't want to feel salesy, which I'm like, that's a whole topic for another day. But if someone is feeling that way, they're like, I don't want to seem pushy. I don't want to feel salesy. How do you kind of recommend breaking past the initial barrier into trying to, you know, promote or sell other things? I think one of the biggest things that 
can help your mindset, but also help the way that your messaging is received is just, you have to truly believe in what you're offering and that that is going to be helpful for your audience. Cause if you don't fully believe in it, you're just going to be coming off as salesy. And if you actually think this is a resource that I feel like everyone I know needs, because there's so many times that I talk about an Amazon product or a new food I tried or a new like makeup product. And I'm telling my friends about it. And I'm like, no, you need to try this. It's so great. Like I'll send you a link for it. And like, truly just sharing it and I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm just sharing it because I think it's awesome. And I think it will actually help them and like make their life better in some way. If you have that same mindset, which hopefully you do about the stuff that you're creating and selling or sharing, then when you share about it, hopefully it will come off. Like you're telling a friend, like, this is actually like so great and you'll love it. And it will like help you solve this problem or make your life easier in some way or whatever it helps them do. But that way, like they will see the passion behind your business and they'll see that it feels very authentic and they'll trust that what you're offering is actually as good as you say it is. And of course there's other things involved in building that no like trust factor and having them see you as reputable and trustworthy. But just making sure that initially the products or services that you're creating are worth having that mindset about and then conveying in a way that shows them that you truly believe it will really help them. Mm, I love the comparison of like how we do brag about like certain products we found or restaurants we found like my love language is sending people good recs in new york like that nothing makes me happier than someone (laughs) asking me for recs in new york i'm like let me send you a pamphlet and i can talk about those places or like coffee shops or restaurants like for so long like an obnoxiously long time and that's how we should feel about our own businesses and our own products and if not that's something we you know maybe need to do some internalizing on um how do you suggest people kind of identify what that passion is going to be for them when it comes to passive income whether that's education or just like actual products but how do you kind of identify what thread is worth following yeah i think one of the first things is just to recognize what you are known for and what you get asked about a lot. And hopefully that lines up with something that you're actually really interested in. Um, But it tends to be a pattern of if you're getting asked about a topic a lot, it's probably something that you either share about a lot or excel at or are really interested in like editing for me. But um if you're getting asked, you're probably seen as an expert in that field. And so look at those things that, you know, come up a lot in your DMs or mentor sessions, and then kind of reflect on the topics that get you excited. Like if you were to have a conversation with someone about your business, like what parts would you want to talk about? Or if you were to be interviewed on a podcast, like what, what topics would you want them to interview you on? Um, or what area in your business do you feel really confident in that if you had to create some sort of education on the topic, you feel like you could stand up on a stage and just talk about that topic for hours. Yeah. That's such a good reference point. 
Um, okay. So you started, I'm like, I just am obsessed with the fact that you've been doing passive income and just education in any capacity for as long as you have. Cause <laughs> I like, if you had asked me to name someone who was doing it in 2015, I would be like, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so that is just amazing. Um, how do you work on expanding your passive income without getting overwhelmed by the like sheer amount of possibilities? Cause obviously you've been doing it a while. That's probably why you have such an amazing library of tools and resources. How do you kind of work on expanding that, moving that forward without, you know, getting overwhelmed? Right. That's so relevant to me right now because <laughs> my personality type is the type to be like, come up with an idea, like laying in bed the night before and then be like, okay, how many like days do you think it could take to like get this off the ground and launch? Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like my mind just goes crazy with all the big ideas and possibilities. And I'm always trying to launch new things. And I think one having, bringing in a team has really helped me kind of like pace myself and slow down. Yeah. And they help me like zoom out and see the bigger picture of here's the year at a glance, like let's figure out in that year what you want to launch and like space them out and come up with a plan in between so that we can be working on those projects. Obviously, like some of those things kind of change a little bit throughout the year, but it helps me not be like, okay, I have this cool idea. Let's try to launch it next Monday. Um, so this year also, we've taken a lot of time to just step back and refine products that I already have and update branding because there are some things that are seven years old that are still my old branding and need to be updated. And just after years of feedback, like, oh, I wish your camera settings guide had a section about focus settings. And I'm like, oh yeah, I should have included that in there. Like I'll revamp the whole course and create a section for that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to not just launch something and forget about it and um, to make sure that you're nurturing the audience that you already have and taking care of people who are investing in your stuff. But this year um, I've kind of slowed down on like the number of launches, even though it does still seem that I'm launching a lot already, but um, instead kind of reflecting and refining and going back and redoing things and updating things or expanding on current products. Um, and it's been really like beneficial and I've just received so much positive feedback from it because refining those, we've sent updated versions of everything for free to anyone who's bought it in the past. And so they'll get like basically a brand new product or like two for a one. And I get emails where they're like, thank you so much. Like, this has like been such an awesome update. And I'm like, so excited. Like I was using different presets for a little bit. And now I'm coming back to these ones because like the new version is amazing and blah, blah, blah. So I think it just feels good to not constantly be like pushing sales on people like we were talking about mm -hmm. and like really taking care of those people, because then if you show them like, Hey, this email that's coming into your inbox this time, isn't to sell to you. It's actually to take care of you and like surprise mm -hmm. you with something free. And I'm not asking for anything in return. Ultimately, like when you are ready to sell, they're going to be more willing to purchase from you because they're like, Oh, I know that she doesn't just take my money and run. She like mm -hmm. cares about her products and like wants to like, you know, make sure that we have the best thing that we can. I love that. I think that's so important for 
everyone to hear regardless of industry because I think sometimes even like wedding photographers can get like that where you know you get one booking and then you're like how do I get the next like right. we got to keep going and while I can totally empathize we <laughs> takes a lot of money to live these days yeah um so I get it um I think it's an important reminder that like we have people that have invested in us and it's so important to show them the care and love that we ex- and like just energy that we expect them to give to us. Um, do you have other ways that you love serving the people already in your sphere? Um, just by offering free education in multiple ways. Like we have our email newsletter, which most of it is just encouragement or pointing people towards different resources, whether they be free or paid. Um, And we had a podcast for a while, which, um, was just business and photography education, um, and trying to just like serve people and like show up in ways that are free to consumers more than I'm selling to them. So just really like nurturing that. And I think that does so many things for your audience and your business and your brand, just establishing yourself as an expert on certain topics and like building a reliable, um, reputation as an educator. And then also just having like being a place that people can come to as a resource because they can, if they have a question or a problem or they need a product or a resource, they can just like have you come to mind and go straight to your account and think Mm -hmm. of you as that go-to person for certain topics. Um, and I'm always doing my best to just respond to people and like engage with people and have like, you know, actually engaging DM conversations. If someone has questions for me or emails, if someone just like, because I'll get emails and DMS out of the blue that are questions that really have nothing to do with me. Like, Hey, my Sony is like looking green on my screen. Do you know how to fix it? And I'm like, I've never used a Sony in my life, but I'll try to help you. Like here's yeah. a YouTube link, you know, like, and not like being like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't have a Sony. You can just go look on YouTube trying to like, just, I'm like, obviously they see something in me as a reputable person to come to for this question. And I should, instead of being annoyed, which sometimes they can be annoying to get DMS yep. that it's like, why are you asking me to just Google it? But I'm like, okay, instead, I'm just going to be grateful that this person thinks of me as the expert and I'm going to do my best to take my time. And then that's one more relationship that you're building, which I'm not saying every relationship you build should be for the sake of another sale, but it will serve your business better in the long run. If you are just taking the extra two minutes to respond to people and like treat them like a human, you know? No, absolutely. I love that mindset shift of yeah, questions that can sometimes feel annoying. Um, yeah. Cause I'm like, we've all been there where we get, yeah, a question where I'm like, this would have taken five, it would have taken less time to Google it than to message. Right. Um, and I love that mindset shift. I remember when I was shooting weddings, um, someone was talking about, you know, how hurtful it can be when you get an inquiry that's like so low budget. And it's like, what about my work looks low budget? Like, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like, ooh, no, no one ever said that your work looks low budget. Like, what an honor that those people maybe do have a lower budget. They have a smaller budget for their wedding. And like, you're someone that they would have wanted to put a giant chunk in of that budget into. And even if they can't afford you, they can't hire you making that shift of like, 
anyone being in your space and like wanting to interact with you or purchase your products or see your work, like that's, that's such a like compliment to, you know, the way that you show up, what your artistry is, whatever it may be that you do. Um, but I love that mindset shift of like thinking of that as an opportunity to be like, wow, this person trusts me in a capacity, even if, you know, they might need to take another route in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you definitely have to draw boundaries there. Like there are times where I'm like, you know, I'm not sure, like, but I bet that you could, but just being kind about it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of us have gotten DMS that are like, Hey, can I like meet you for coffee and pick your brain? And it's like, that's so kind, but like that you want to spend that time with me, but yeah, at the same time, like we do have to have our own personal boundaries and respect our own like time and all of that. But I think just, yeah, shifting your mindset to see it as a compliment and an honor that someone chose you. And that's, it probably takes a lot to like ask someone that you have been following for a long time and respect if they want to grab coffee with you. So yeah, just killing them with kindness, I guess. Literally. I'm like, it's just the the human of it all I think it's like so important to be like continually reminded that like at the end of the day these are like human beings that like you said like that would be so scary to slide into the dms of someone that you've admired for so long um and so there's no reason to meet them with anything but kindness even if that you know conversation is like a yeah I would love to here are my rates for hourly mentoring like that's okay that's not mean um but yeah still meeting them with that kindness um oh I love all of this I feel like we could talk forever (laughs) but to wrap up um if someone is just like brand new to bringing in their like new products or wanting to diversify, what would you suggest as like the number one step to just get the ball rolling? Um, I would say like step one before you even start launching or really creating anything would be to first pay attention to, like I said, to the questions you get asked and the topics that come up and the things that you are most passionate about. Um, and figure out spots in your business that you have really mastered and kind of could turn into a resource to help other people master that part of their business. And then take time to maybe poll your audience and ask them, like, if you don't know the answers to those questions, Mm -hmm. you can ask them, you know, like, what do you see me as an expert at? Or like, what topic would you like choose if you were to have a mentor session with me or something Mm -hmm. and get feedback from them. Because I think that's really important, even though sometimes it feels weird asking people that I think having like just straight up feedback from the people that you will be selling to is just a really valuable resource to have. And then start working on establishing yourself as someone who has some knowledge on certain topics by just sharing about those things in a natural, organic, and free-to-consumer way where you can write Instagram captions about the topic or create reels. Reels have made it really easy to start like stepping into the education space because Mm -hmm. before it used to just be Instagram captions or blogs or emails and Mm -hmm. Now you can easily just share like three tips over a video and that's so easy. And so I think instead of just going straight from I'm offering services and shooting, and now I'm selling this new thing, working on really building up that audience and like warming them up to the idea that you do have education to share and you can 
um, teach on this topic and they've learned so much from you already in a free way. So like how much more could you be offering in your paid product? So, um, start developing that rapport and maybe build up your news or your email list a little bit and start creating blog posts on the topics that you're interested in creating products around and yeah, creating content on Instagram. And then people will kind of start viewing you in that way and have that mindset shift of, Oh, maybe you will like have more to say on this and I'll trust you if you ever do like sell a course yeah. on the topic and that will kind of form them up to eventually purchasing whatever you have to offer and also offer you feedback and like conversation on the topic in the meantime. Oh, I love that. That's like, I love all of that. I'm like, that's my whole answer. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, this was so helpful. All of this Dawn. I'm like, I have things to think about. I'm excited for everyone to like think about the ways that they can even just introduce more revenue streams if they're not ready to educate. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your knowledge. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that this was helpful because passive income can truly be such a game changer. It's, so yeah, it really is like life-changing. And I think like, it's one of those things that I always tell people, I'm like, it's like investing. It's just better to start soon. Like time is better on your side than anything. Um, and even if, you know, you're earning like 20 bucks off of Amazon a month, that's still like a couple hundred dollars a year that can add up in the long run. So it's important to just like get started now. Yeah. And the best thing is there's like not a huge investment up front. Like it's very low risk. So mm -hmm. just putting out like a PDF guide or just sharing an affiliate link, it's not going to cost you much, but it could end up creating so much for you. And then you can always just build from there. So exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much. We will obviously link everything in the show notes, but would you like to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Yeah. You can find me at dawncharles.com and my Instagram is dawn.charles. Perfect. Straightforward. We love that. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Don, for coming on again. And thank you guys for listening. Mm -hmm.